I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Sanchita Sharma. I'm the health and science editor with the Hindustan Times. Welcome to my podcast, Healthwise. Each episode will bring you up to speed with the top of the mind health, science, and environment issues. You'll hear experts who will help you better understand policy and decipher jargon so that you can make the choices that work best for you. Coronavirus disease rarely sickens children, and when it does, it usually causes mild disease. But a new study indicates that infected children with mild and moderate disease carry as much virus as adults, which raises fears that children can potentially spread infection as easily and efficiently as adults with more severe disease. So for the study, what the researchers did was they took samples uh, from the nose and throat swabs of uh, children with uh, mild symptoms and they tested it for genetic material of the new coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2 and they found that infected children had as much coronavirus in their nose and throats as adults and apart from that they also found surprisingly that children younger than 5 with mild symptoms had up to 100 times more virus than adults. Now, what they had looked for was SARS-CoV-2 genetic material or the SARS-CoV-2 RNA, which is not infective like the whole virus. But authors have noted in the study that there's a correlation between higher RNA load and the ability to spread disease. I quote here, our study is limited to detection of viral nucleic acid rather than infectious virus. Although SARS-CoV-2 pediatric studies reported a correlation between higher nucleic acid levels and the ability to culture infectious virus, said the study researchers. Uh, and the study was published in JAMA Pediatrics, which is a journal of the American Medical Association. So what the study essentially said that was the young children can potentially be important drivers of coronavirus disease spread in the general population. And they've said that even in the past, children have been drivers of infection, like seasonal flu, which generally peaks when schools open. So what happens in school is that not the behavior habits of young children who are unlikely to follow social distancing or wear masks properly because they're very young without supervision, as well as the close quarters in schools where children have uh, crowded classrooms where children sit together in daycare settings can lead to coronavirus disease spread and amplification, uh, especially when children have high viral loads which can easily be transmitted to others. So the study has important public health implications for opening schools and planning vaccination campaigns in the future because any vaccine that we have for SARS-CoV-2 virus, of course, it's going to go to health workers, frontline workers, and people at risk first. But ultimately, they should also include children once the vaccine is available in 2021 because children, like the study shows, can also be drivers of the infection being spread to the general population. Information on coronavirus diseases 
still evolving and we don't really have enough data on whether children are less likely to spread infection uh, as others so far. But what is very well established is, is that children do spread respiratory infections like seasonal flu and the common cold. Now, when it comes to coronavirus disease, children and teenagers have half the risk of getting infected as compared to adults. These were the findings of a large systematic review of at least 6,300 studies that were published in May in a preprint journal of medical sciences. So this big review concluded that there was weak evidence on the role of children and young people in the transmission of SARS-CoV-2. Uh, but it also said that there was really no conclusive information on the infectivity of young children. So what do clinicians say? Well, clinicians say that the role of children and young people in spreading the disease depends on several factors. One, of course, susceptibility to infection, the severity of symptoms they have, the viral load they have, and, the, and their social behavior. So what is very well established is that we also need better understanding of the role of children in transmission as it has huge implications on schools reopening and restoring some degree of social normalcy because children so far have just been locked up at home. I mean, they're cooped up inside and they're being kept away from a lot of social interaction, which is a part of growing up and le learning social skills. So unfortunately, we don't have data from India yet, as very few children have been tested so far, both in public labs as well as private labs. So one of the good things is this means that the symptoms, children with symptoms, and severe illness have been rare, uh, and this is even in families that have been that have had coronavirus disease. So yes, this means that children are not getting severe disease, but this also means that they're not getting tested, which means we don't have enough data yet. So we don't really have a big enough sample size to quantify uh, how much viral load children have, and we really need more data to understand whether they play a role and how big a role they play in spreading coronavirus disease. Schools in India have been shut since March 21st, the weekend before a national lockdown was announced by Prime Minister Narendra Modi on March 24th. So this has kind of limited physical interaction between children and then with lockdowns in different states, uh, different degrees of restrictions. Uh, the movement of children in parks and hanging out together has also gone down. So we don't really have data on how infection spreads, one, between children and from children to their families and communities. So, of course, what we know from data that has been recorded globally is also pretty confusing because uh, the results have varied widely. Large studies from Iceland, uh, Netherlands, Spain and Italy have showed very low SARS-CoV-2 prevalence amongst children and young people. But studies from Sweden, UK and some areas, some cantons in Switzerland and Germany have found no difference in infection prevalence between adults and children. So, the study in JAMA pediatrics is particularly significant because... We can't really expect very young children to wear masks properly. I mean, even if their parents coach them and there's a huge amount of supervision in schools, even then for a young child to follow social distancing norms, wearing masks, washing hands, uh, sanitizing, is not easy in uh, crowded classrooms, canteens, playgrounds, and don't forget transport to school where children often travel together. So this can actually lead to infection clusters in schools where children can spread it to staff, families, and communities, and neighbors without developing severe disease themselves. So what we really need to focus on is to keep children protected as much as possible to ensure that they don't get infected because even if they don't fall ill, they can spread it to others. And if we want to contain coronavirus disease, we have to ensure that each one of us stays protected and does not spread it to others.
If you still have any queries or would like me to cover a certain health topic, do feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at sanchex, that is at S-A-N-C-H-X, or at HT Smartcast. We are available on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. Until next time, goodbye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.